0: Chapter Fourteen of Pollyanna Grows Up. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mary Anderson. Pollyanna Grows Up by Eleanor H. Porter. Chapter Fourteen Jimmy and the Green Eyed Monster. This time, Beldingsville did not literally welcome Pollyanna home with brass bands and bunting, perhaps because the hour of her expected arrival was known to but few of the townspeople. But there certainly was no lack of joyful greetings on the part of everybody from the moment she stepped from the railway train with her Aunt Polly and Dr. Chilton. Nor did Pollyanna lose any time in starting on a round of flyaway minute calls on all her old friends indeed for the next few days according to Nancy there wasn't no putting of your finger on her anywheres for by the time you would got your finger down she will not there and always everywhere she went Pollyanna met the question well how did you like Boston perhaps to no one did she answer this more fully than she did to Mr. Pendleton as was usually the case when this question was put to her. She began her reply with a troubled frown. Oh, I liked it. I just loved it, some of it. But not all of it, smiled Mr. Pendleton. No, there's parts of it. Oh, I was glad to be there, she explained hastily. I had a perfectly lovely time, and lots of things were so queer and different, you know like eating dinner at night instead of noons, when you ought to eat it. But everybody was so good to me, and I saw such a lot of wonderful things, Bunker Hill and the Public Garden and the seeing Boston autos and miles of pictures and statues and store windows and streets that didn't have any end. And folks. I never saw such a lot of folks. Well, I'm sure. "'I thought you liked folks,' commented the man. "'I do,' Pollyanna frowned again and pondered. "'But what's the use of such a lot of them if you don't know them? "'And Mrs. Carew wouldn't let me. "'She didn't know them herself. "'She said folks didn't down there.' "'There was a slight pause. "'Then with a sigh, Pollyanna resumed. <sighs> "'I reckon maybe that's the part I don't like the most.' that folks don't know each other. It would be such a lot nicer if they did. Why, just think, Mr. Pendleton, there are lots of folks that live on dirty narrow streets and don't even have beans and fish balls to eat, nor things even as good as missionary barrels to wear. Then there are other folks. Mrs. Carew and a whole lot like her, that live in perfectly beautiful houses, "'and have more things to eat and wear "'than they know what to do with. "'Now if those folks only knew the other folks... "'But Mr. Pendleton interrupted with a laugh. (laughs) "'My dear child, did it ever occur to you "'that these people don't care to know each other?' "'He asked quizzically. "'Oh, but some of them do,' "'maintained Pollyanna in eager defense. "'Now there's Sadie Dean.' She sells bows, lovely bows, in a big store. She wants to know people. And I introduced her to Mrs. Carew, and we had her up to the house, and we had Jamie and lots of others there, too. And she was so glad to know them. And that's what made me think that if only a lot of Mrs. Carew's kind could know the other kind, but, of course, I couldn't do the introducing. I didn't know many of them myself, anyway. But if they could know each other, so that the rich people could give the poor people part of their money. But again, Mr. Pendleton interrupted with a laugh. (laughs) Oh, Pollyanna, Pollyanna, he chuckled. I'm afraid you're getting into pretty deep water. You'll be a rabid little socialist before you know it. (laughs) A what? questioned the little girl dubiously. I... I don't think I know what a socialist is, but I know what being sociable is, and I like folks that are. If it's anything like that, I don't mind being one a mite. I'd like to be one. I don't doubt it, Pollyanna, smiled the man. But when it comes to this scheme of yours for the wholesale distribution of wealth, you've got a problem on your hands that you might have difficulty with. Pollyanna drew a long sigh. I know, she nodded. That's the way Mrs. Carew talked. She says, I don't understand, that er, pauperize her and be indiscriminate and pernicious. And, well, it was something like that. Anyway, bridled the little girl aggrievedly, as the man began to laugh. And, anyway, I don't understand why some folks should have such a lot and other folks shouldn't have anything. And I don't like it. And if I ever have a lot, I shall just give some of it to folks who don't have any, even if it does make me pauperized and pernicious, and... But Mr. Pendleton was laughing so hard now that Pollyanna, after a moment's struggle, surrendered and laughed with him. Well, anyway, she reiterated when she had caught her breath, "'I don't understand it all the same.' "'No, dear, I'm afraid you don't,' agreed the man, "'growing suddenly very grave and tender-eyed. "'Nor any of the rest of us, for that matter. "'But tell me,' he added after a minute, "'who is this Jamie you've been talking so much about since you came?' "'And Pollyanna told him. "'In talking of Jamie, Pollyanna lost her worried, baffled look. "'Pollyanna loved to talk of Jamie.' Here was something she understood. Here was no problem that had to deal with big, fearsome sounding words. Besides, in this particular instance, would not Mr. Pendleton be especially interested in Mrs. Carew's taking the boy into her home? For who better than himself could understand the need of a child's presence? For that matter, Pollyanna talked to everybody about Jamie she assumed that everybody would be as interested as she herself was. On most occasions she was not disappointed in the interest shown. But one day she met with a surprise. It came through Jimmy Pendleton. "'Say, look-a-here,' he demanded one afternoon irritably. "'Wasn't there anybody else down to Boston but just that everlasting Jamie?' "'Why, Jimmy Bean, what do you mean?' cried Pollyanna." The boy lifted his chin a little. I'm not Jimmy Bean. I'm Jimmy Pendleton. And I mean that I should think from your talk that there wasn't anybody down to Boston but just that loony boy who calls them birds and squirrels, Lady Lancelot, and all that Tommy Rot. Why, Jimmy be Pendleton, gasped Pollyanna. Then with some spirit, Jamie isn't loony. He is a very nice boy, and he knows a lot, books and stories. Why, he can make stories right out of his own head. Besides, it isn't Lady Lancelot, it's Sir Lancelot. If you knew half as much as he does, you'd know that too, she finished with flashing eyes. Jimmy Pendleton flushed miserably and looked utterly wretched. "'Growing more and more jealous moment by moment, "'still doggedly he held his ground. "'Well, anyhow,' he scoffed, "'I don't think much of his name, Jamie, (laughs) Humph, "'sounds sissy. "'And I know somebody else that said so, too.' "'Who was it?' "'There was no answer.' "'Who was it?' demanded Pollyanna, "'more preemptorily. "'Dad!' the boy's voice was sullen. Your dad? repeated Pollyanna in amazement. Why, how could he know Jamie? He didn't. Twasn't about that, Jamie. Twas about me. The boy still spoke sullenly, with his eyes turned away. Yet there was a curious softness in his voice that was always noticeable whenever he spoke of his father. You? "'Yes, twas just a little while before he died. "'We stopped most a week with the farmer. "'Dad helped about the hayin', and I did too some. "'The farmer's wife was awful good to me, "'and pretty quick she was calling me Jamie. "'I don't know why, but she just did. "'And one day Father heard her. "'He got awful mad, "'so mad that I remembered it always what he said. "'He said, jamie wasn't no sort of a name for a boy and that no son of his should ever be called it he said 'twas a sissy name and he hated it seems so i never saw him so mad as he was that night he wouldn't even stay to finish the work but him and me took to the road again that night i was kind of sorry because i liked her the farmer's wife i mean she was good to me "'Pollyanna nodded all sympathy and interest. "'It was not often that Jimmy said much of that mysterious past life of his "'before she had known him. "'And what happened next?' she prompted. "'Pollyanna had, for the moment, "'forgotten all about the original subject of the controversy, "'the name Jamie that was dubbed Sissy.' "'The boy sighed. "'We just went on till we found another place.' "'And t'was there Dad died. "'Then they put me in the asylum. "'And then you ran away, and I found you that day, "'down by Mrs. Snows,' exulted Pollyanna softly. "'And I've known you ever since.' "'Oh, yes, and you've known me ever since,' repeated Jimmy, "'but in a far different voice. "'Jimmy had suddenly come back to the present "'and to his grievance.' But then I ain't Jamie, you know, he finished with scornful emphasis, as he turned loftily away, leaving a distressed, bewildered Pollyanna behind him. Well, anyway, I can be glad he doesn't always act like this, sighed the little girl, as she mournfully watched the sturdy, boyish figure with its disagreeable, amazing swagger. End of chapter 14